Well, good morning, and welcome to the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by the Healthy Aging Summit, which will be held in Brisbane, March 2020. Today, I'm speaking to Nancy. Nancy is a fitness specialist, a functional aging specialist, and her motto is older, fitter, better. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Mel. Thank you so much for inviting me this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. And I know that everybody is extremely excited to have you as part of the Healthy Aging Summit in Brisbane uh, in March in 2020. You must be excited about it as well. I'm very excited to be speaking up there. I love to talk to anybody that will listen to me about trying to promote the benefits of older people in our community or any community to take on board um, fitness so that they can make their retirement years um, happier and healthier. And that's extremely important. And I just wanted to know, actually, how is it that you come to be training older adults and why are you so passionate about it? Oh, Mel, that's a little bit of a transition. From the first job that I had in my teenage years, I trained harness horses. And I actually was one of the first uh, few female harness horse drivers in New South Wales to race horses in a TAB race meet. I then took them overseas and raced them for another 10 years, but learned that it wasn't really the, the career I wanted. And I realised I had to remain fit. And I really grew an appreciation for trying to learn how to keep horses happy whilst they raced for you and had to look at their um, anatomy and keep them sound, so to speak, and keep them healthy. So it really wasn't much of a transition training then going from training horses into training people. And I stayed fit the whole time. So I really enjoyed that. The second side of that is that I, uh, getting into the older adults, I found that when I was back in Australia here that I had more and more older adults approaching me and saying um, that they wanted to come into my classes. And so um, I just learned that they wanted to learn so much more, that they wanted to listen to what I had to say. And I grew an appreciation for them as well as they were quite respecting of me trying to educate them on their benefits of being healthy. Nancy, why do you think that um, older adults are seeking out physical exercise? I think now they're living longer and their retirement years are longer and they're now realising that they can't just sit around because there's so many uh, chronic illnesses around and they're all very aware of them and particularly of late with um, the all of the mild cognitive um, decline that seems to be around and they're all very, very aware and they want to be healthy so that they can play with their grandkids, so that they can go travelling. Some of them want to be the best um, golfer that they are on in their community And so, therefore, they need to learn how to um, keep themselves well. I mean, I personally think, Nancy, that, you know, the social interaction is just as important for our older adults as it is for the young people. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally, Mel. Um, I'm very, very big on the social side of things. I actually promote 
um, the social outings in, in my class. Um, I have them training, but we always have um, what I like to call the queen bee. And uh, <laughs> she's the lady that um, will um, organise social outings. But also, even in within my class, you'll find that they'll get together before the session. And some of them may be a bit down and they need a shoulder to lean on. Or some of them may be feeling great that their grandkids have done something or that they've achieved something and they want to share it. And so they come off to class and they'll have a good little banter um, at the beginning of the class and sometimes during the class. And uh, the social side of it is so healthy for them. Um, just in general as well as the physical exercise. Yeah, I know that our, our active ageing classes, they're always getting there five or ten minutes early to have a, a quick chit-chat and they're always always up around the reception, reception desk talking to the staff, having a chat when the classes end. So I certainly agree with you. They love to share what's going on with their, you know, what's going on in their lives and with their grandkids and just the day-to-day, you know, happenings of life in general. Uh, Nancy, can you just tell us all why you've decided to market to over 65-year-olds? Well, as I said earlier, Mel, I found more so that I had the older clients coming in to me wanted to train. So I had a little bit of a look on the census in the area. I live in a beautiful town called Naruma, and it's on the south coast, about five hours south of Sydney. So we um, had a look at the, the census and I found that there, we have a huge, it's about 30% of our population are between the ages of 65 and 80. Now that's nearly double New South Wales average percent. So I thought, you know, um, I didn't want to compete with the other gyms in town here and I then started marketing and narrowing my niche down and saying that um, – of course, everybody's welcome, but but I tailored it more to the 65-year-olds. And by doing that, I actually had more people come. And so my business now is is quite um, good with the over 65 um, demographic. Um, and we, my business name is Older, Fitter, Better. And I think for those people that realise that they might be just a little bit older than the young whippersnappers that are, you know, jumping around on the gym floor, that they suit the classes or the sessions that I have to offer. So how important is it to keep the prices low? Now, again, in my demographics here, um, when you're looking at such a high percentage of people that are in retirement years, um, although I don't like to call it retirement, I like to call it the new phase in their life. Um, when I then look at the uh, statistics, it's more than half of them, in fact, it's up about 68% are on a pension. So therefore, it's difficult for us to ask people that are on a pension to pay um, huge amounts of money for their health. Um, so I keep the prices low and that way I get more people coming in. Also with um, networking in my area, um, I've gotten quite well, being a small town as I mentioned earlier, um, you get to know everybody and I do know some people on council and um, they alerted me to some of the grants that are available out there. And I'm currently involved with a grant that's called the IRT, which is a retirement village grant and they're trying to keep people out of nursing homes so they brought me on board and so you can understand then when a grant uh, when you're associated with a grant that you are able to keep the funds very very low and uh, some of these people that are on pensions are very appreciative of that 
So can anybody that's interested in teaching, um, you know, the over 65 age group can apply for these grants? They, not if you're a private entrepreneur, but what happens is the IRT approached me. So I'm actually working for the IRT and I'm not the only person. There are other people on board in other um, venues up and down the coast that IRT are associated with. So it's really, really good to get to know some people in your council or get to know people in your general community. So when these grants come on board, and there are grants out there, um, for example, you can um, you can hook up with just off the top of my head. I'm looking at a um, the local dementia community group, and they can apply for a grant for their physical activity. Everybody knowing or being coming more aware these days on how great it is for activity for people that have dementia, and so therefore that is one way that uh, um, personal trainers um, can get on, bring in a few more extra funds for their business. That sounds fantastic. Now, Nancy, there'll be a lot of trainers out there saying, well, I wonder what sort of marketing Nancy does. So can you, like, tell us a little bit about the online versus offline marketing? Oh, yes, Mel, I have to tell you I'm not a rural um, online computer tech. In fact, I'm not very good at it at all. But I do have my website and I do have my Facebook account and I try to keep up to date um, with that. But most of my success in my community is really old school. Um, I uh, keep brochures out there at the like coffee shops and doctor's surgeries um, where I know that over 65-year-olds have to visit. Um, I also really like to keep in with the um, the little local clubs in town, for example, Rotary Club, you've got your Quota Club, um, and go and have um, make a speaking engagement with them. So you can go and meet these people face-to-face and they get to find out that I am actually a real person and that what I am trying to offer is genuine. And I really think that that goes a long way. Um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, you've got the word of mouth with your queen bee, or in my class, she's now being called the sheriff. Um, <laughs> and, and she, they, if you've got one in each of your classes or your sessions, the the lady that just loves to have a chat, add the coffee. She'll tell everybody, well, we've just been doing, you know, exercises with Nancy and it's fantastic and I feel well. And that's what you need to have out there. The one-on-one really, really does then bring in one person here and another one there and then they tell their friends and it really really does work and as I said earlier networking getting to know the physios in uh, that are around you getting to know the doctors and the doctors will refer on I don't suggest that you have to know all of them but it's really really wise if you're quite good knit in with one or two of them and they will refer on to you so yes um as we answered I'm not all good with the online and that I have had most of my success from the offline marketing so then how have you managed to keep so many clients coming back because I mean you know everybody talks online online and here's Nancy and, and Nancy's doing everything old school so how do you keep these clients coming back for more well, first of all, I have to say that some of my clients have been with me for 18 years. Wow. That's a long time. So uh, if if you, um, first of all, get them in by this um, by doing the speaking and the networking and you've got them in the door, then once you've got them in the door, 
it's not so much them addressing or the primary reason that they're coming to address their chronic illness or the reason that they want to be well, but you'll find if you make your classes fun and then you offer games or even great music, that they then start enjoying the class. So it's a really, really hard sell to try and tell somebody, look, in the future you're going to be well if you do these 30 squats now. But if you put squats and lunges and all sort of functional training into a game atmosphere um, and they laugh, or if you have it in some sort of a boxing um, critique where you've got them boxing to um, coordination or a little bit of choreography and they enjoy it, um, they will come back because they've enjoyed it and all those feel-good endorphins start rocking around in them and they're going, hey, this was pretty good after all. Add that to the social that they get afterwards and the camaraderie. So I find that my ladies have all close um, knits between them. They help each other out. They lean on each other when they're in times of need. And this goes a really, really, really long way. So really the intrinsic motivation of them coming along comes from the inside that they actually want to come. And that I have found over the years, I have kept the clients coming back by having fun. Oh, it sounds absolutely fantastic, Nancy, and I love what you're doing, you know, the games, and I love how you speak about music because music is always important, and I think, you know, you should look at your demographic and sometimes, you know, choose your music to meet those that are coming into your classes. Just for um, those that, are, that might be contemplating teaching uh, old adults, how long do your classes go for? Do they go for like 30 minutes, an hour? How long do your sessions go for? Well, the ones under the banner of older, fitter, better are one-hour classes, but keeping in mind, so when you're doing the warm-up, as we said earlier, they all sort of want to have walk around with each other and have that little bit of a chitty-chatty. So I suppose that the classes are really 50 minutes. Now, the ones under the IRT banner, which is the grants, they're half an hour because the people are a little bit older, but we still try to train them. Um, I won't use the word hard, but I still like them to put in an effort um, and the half an hour goes down very, very well with them and then the cup of coffee afterwards. Um, how important do you think it is for gyms to be uh, launching older active classes in 2020? I mean, we don't see a lot of gyms sort of targeting this market. So how important do you think it is? Well, that to me, that's a no-brainer. My entire business now runs around over 65 year olds and like I said earlier I'm I'm busy I'm really busy I'm turning away um, people that want to come into my limited number sessions and so I think these gyms really need to market that that they have um, a safe um, place for these people to come in and work out and um, more importantly drop the stigma um, have these gyms drop the stigma that these people are old they're not old. They're the they're the new what's next, and the and the gyms should be taking on board the whole idea that there is a lucrative market for them here. Apart from the fact that they are helping out the fact that if you get these older adults moving and enjoying life, that they're not going to be unwell and clogging up all of the medical side of hospitals and things like that with chronic illnesses. So I think it is a very, very important issue for gyms out there to 
possibly readdress um, um, part of how they have their gyms, that not all 65-year-olds should be addressed the same manner as a 30-year-old. And I don't doubt, Nancy, if there was a gym owner listening now to the podcast and they wanted your help, that you would be able to help them out with setting up a, a program for over 65s. Oh, definitely. Like I said, I'm happy to talk to anybody um, that wants to hear what I have to say and how I feel about um, taking on board over 65-year-olds, people that are entering this new phase in their life, so as to help them out and allow for them to – they've worked hard. They've worked hard till they're 65, and then you should be able to train them and allow for them to enjoy the rest of their lives. I certainly agree with you there, Nancy, and I do agree with you that it is a lucrative market and that clubs, uh, whether it's a franchise chain or independence, do need to be looking at this market because these guys do want to get out and socialise, they do want to exercise, they do want to be fit and healthy, you know, they want to enjoy their grandkids and their great-grandkids and we shouldn't be saying once you hit a certain age you're not entitled to do all those things because you certainly are. Now Nancy's going to be speaking at the Healthy Ageing Summit in Brisbane March 2020 and I know that she's super excited for that event. We all are. But Nancy, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you before that event, could you please tell us your email address so they can throw you an email and have a chat with Nancy? Certainly. My email is nancy.cashew. My surname, I'll spell that, is C-A-S for Sydney, U for umbrella. So it's all lowercase, nancy.cashew at gmail.com. How easy is that to remember? I'm sure that you're going to get some uh, emails from many gym owners and independents out there that are going to be looking forward to putting classes on for this demographic in 2020. Nancy, I thank you very much for your time today. I know that you're a very busy lady, but I also know that you're a very passionate fitness specialist. You're doing some amazing stuff in the marketplace, hence why you are at the Healthy Aging Summit. I know Ken and Karen are excited to have you on board and there's many people coming along from the YMCA, from Belgravia, from Genesis who are all looking forward to hearing you speak. I wish you an absolutely fantastic day. I'll be dropping Nancy's details into the bottom of our podcast and please do go have a look at Nancy's website www olderfitterbetter.com. Thank you for your time today, Nancy. Thank you so much for asking me, Mel. You're very welcome.